All right, guys, it's about that time. Chris Brooks here with you on another edition of the Rebel 247 podcast. Part of the 247 Sports Network and Inside the Rebels. Hope you guys are having a good Labor Day start to your week. Man, September the 5th. We are now officially in the college football season. And that was an awesome weekend. Awesome weekend. Ended up last night with uh, the LSU game. That, that did my heart good. It did. That that did my heart good to see that that one in like that. You know, I've, and I've mentioned this before. I grew up as an old as an old Miss fan. Of course, you're not you're not fond of LSU. Not fond of LSU. And you're watching the end of that game, and they go down, uh, push it down the field, score a touchdown. And uh, I'm sitting there. I'm doing the the reverse psychology thing here. You know, family's in here watching. It's like, oh yeah, they're gonna tie it, or or hey, he's, he's still got to make it. I'm like, oh no, nobody's ever missed an extra point in the history of football. That's never happened. Never. Of course, he's gonna make it, and bam, then you get the the blocked extra point. That's for a, a podcast on another day, though. But no, not the biggest LSU fan in the world, unless it's some Mississippi kids that we have down there and. I'm always pulling for those guys. All right, let's get to the Ole Miss game, though, first. Why did I start it with the LSU thing? Don't know. That just came out. But it has been a really good college football weekend. It's good to be back into the kind of that grind of it. I mean, this is a good time of the year. I'm watching the game Saturday. Uh, my kids are kind of splintered around. Connor's gone, so I'm sitting here at the house with Jennifer and and, uh, and Caleb Camo, and we're watching this thing. All right, there's a couple of things here. Ole Miss gets a 28-10 win over Troy. Let's just kind of jump right into it. And then at the end of the podcast, I'll give you guys a little bit of recruiting here for a couple of minutes. Uh, but I want to I want to do something on the on the game here first. Everybody's watching the quarterback thing. You get Jackson Dart to start game one, and then you'll get Luke Altmaier that starts against Central Arkansas this Saturday. A couple of things here, okay? And I, I know people are really sensitive about the quarterback battle. And I'm, I mean, I honestly get it. I do. The, my, I would say my kids are dark guys, right? Everybody has their guy. And I get it. I'm telling you on my end, I really don't care, you know, who starts. Uh, the Mississippi connections that I have here, yeah, I love seeing those guys do well. So if Luke Altmaier goes out there Saturday and just kills it, I'll be happy for him. Uh, but somebody like Jackson Dart coming into the program, I do want to say this. That kid's done everything right since he's been here. I mean, he, this is, has nothing to do with him. He's done everything right. Everything right. Hasn't been an issue. He's come in. He's competed with uh, Luke Altmaier and Kincaid Dent and done everything right. All right. This is what I think's happening, though. You know, recruiting tends to do this. We build these these kids up so big. And look, there's some backup quarterback stuff going on here, too, in, in terms of everybody wants to see what's new, the new guy or the guy they haven't seen. Certainly, he's better. I mean, you get some of that, too. Uh, but we build these guys up so much in recruiting. Look, the expectations for Jackson Dart are so out of control heading into the year. Based, I could base that on two things alone. And I'm just going to reset this just for a second so we kind of take a take a breather here. He was on these Heisman Trophy lists early. I mean, he had that kind of hype. Like one of the top 10 guys in the country in terms of preseason Heisman favorites. I saw him on some of that. And then secondly, 
We've hyped him up so much. I think fans are having a really difficult time believing that is an actual quarterback competition. I mean, there's a lot of you out there like that. And look, and I'll be honest, that for a time there, I was in that place thinking, well, you know, maybe uh, maybe Lane's not saying everything here. This kid's coming in and he's going to take the job. They're just, they're going to keep it close to keep the quarterbacks here. You know, you don't want transfers. So I'll be honest. Yeah, I had some of that too. People should come around to this though. Like this is a real quarterback competition. They don't know who their guy is going to be. And, you know, just talking to a few people around the program, I don't think all of the coaches are, I don't think many of the coaches really know if any of them really know what Lane is going to do there. You know, he's the kind of, of guy, he plays some things close to the vest, and I don't, not in a bad way. He just, he's not just running his mouth 24-7 on everything he thinks. He's, he's watching, grading quarterbacks, seeing how they do, and then he'll make a decision. And I think there's a lot of people in the program. There's they don't know what direction they're going to go. So that's where I am. I have no idea what they end up doing. I really don't. In terms of how Dart played game one, if I gave it a grade, I would say maybe I'd say C plus. Um, and I, I'd give it that for this reason. You know, there's still things he has to work on. Troy's not the greatest team. They're a lot better than Central Arkansas. They're probably three touchdowns better than Central Arkansas this Saturday. But it's still Troy. Uh, made some bad decisions with the ball. You know, he missed on throws. For some reason, intermediate throws especially. You know, he struggles with accuracy there some. So there's some there's some real issues he's working through. He's a young quarterback, and he's not there yet. Just he's not there yet. But also take this into account. That throw up top to J.J. Henry, that almost was. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. Down the middle of the, the field near the end zone. What was that, 40, 50 yards, something like that? All right, let's say if he hits that one. And then he has that throw out of the backfield. That's technically, it's a rushing touchdown. It's not a, not a, a passing touchdown. If he hits that one throw to J.J., and if you took into account the, the throw out of the backfield, and actually make that a passing touchdown, which that's semantics. It's a touchdown. Then you're looking at a game where he throws three touchdowns, one interception, around 200 yards, and he also rushed for 40. So it looks very different. He, he was very close to statistically a very good night. But I would say B minus, C plus kind of game from him. And I would phrase it like this. You know, I don't think he lost that job by any means. But I, he didn't necessarily stamp it either, right? I mean, he he left the door open for Luke Altmeyer to do something Saturday and for him to win it. Um, I don't I don't know what direction they're going to go there. I think this though, I think that roster is probably better than I thought. Like top to bottom, that roster, defensively, skill-wise, offensively, everything across the board, the team is a little bit better than I thought, and I had high expectations for the roster. But then I would also say quarterback position it might not be quite where I thought it would be. You know, we assume that there's going to be good quarterback numbers. It might not be where, where we thought it was going to be. We'll see. It's one game in. Uh, you'll get a chance to see Luke Altmeyer this weekend, and you'll probably see Jackson Dart, I'm assuming, and then they'll make a decision and they'll go. Um, but just from where I am right now, I don't know what direction they're going to end up going with.
That team is good enough, though. They just need solid quarterback play. Nothing spectacular for this reason. How good was Quinshawn Judkins Saturday? And I know that's kind of backwards bringing him up before Zach Evans because Evans ran for 130 on the 20 carries, had a great game. It's hard to not see with Quinshawn Judkins what everybody's talking about. Like that kid has a chance to be special. And it's also telling this that I can bring him up first, even though I think Zach Evans is one of the best running backs, most talented running backs they've had in that program in the last 10, 15, 20 years. Go back to Deuce. Like he's in that conversation for most talented guys they've had come through there. So the running back room is set. I thought Bentley looked great in the limited time he had. It's going to be hard to get on the field for a running back this year. But with Judkins and with Evans, you've got two studs back there. The receiving numbers weren't huge, but I thought Trigg looked fine. I think he's going to be good. I thought Mingo just physically looks good. Malik Heath, I thought the same thing. I thought he looked physically good, caught a touchdown. The offensive line struggled some early, but that's probably just a, you know, that would I would guess that's an X and O thing. There's just some assignment stuff that they were screwing up early, and then that got much better as the game went. There are pieces offensively. They just need to get quarterback play. But, yeah, I do think that is – I think fans are coming around to this now that between uh, between Jackson Dart and Luke Altmaier, like you have a real quarterback battle there. So they're still making some decisions and, and seeing which direction they're going to go. Defensively, same thing. Look great. I, I'm going to mispronounce this name all year. I think it's uh, Kyrie Coleman. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I think they said that on the TV. You know, some guys, you don't even need the numbers, but they just look fast on the field. They just look good. They pop. And, like, he had that kind of game. I think he had five tackles for loss. He's a difference maker. Uh, I thought J.J. Piggies looked, looked great. I thought that Troy Brown looks good enough at linebacker. Like, that's one guy I looked at. I'm like, okay, that, that, that'll that work. You see him run around. You see him making a couple of tackles, uh, being physical, tackles in space. Like, he's good enough. Keys, I thought, looked fine. Like, again, good enough. And the secondary is great. The two most impressive people for me were uh, Quinshawn Judkins and Davis Enigmanosa. That's crazy because that's two freshmen. And look, I saw this this morning. If you're looking like down the road or whether the recruiting philosophies that they're using with the transfers works, I think out of the top 10 grades from Pro Football Focus, and you got to take some of that with a grain of salt. I get it. You know, they don't always grade like coaches are going to grade that but their top 10 grades from that game, I think eight of them were transfers. So that's a job well done with the guys that brought in. I'm trying to think here real quick if there were some other ones in terms of um, in terms of the grade or how they played. But look, everybody's going to talk about the quarterback thing because, yeah, you put a check mark by the team. I think right now with quarterback, you still put a question mark. And I think that's fair at this point. The good news is you have almost half a year to figure this out. You certainly have four games to figure it out. Start each guy, game one, game two. Then you get Georgia Tech. Um, oh, man, who's after that? I'm, I'm drawing a blank here, but another win in the in the fourth week. And I think then Kentucky maybe five. And then you're really you're rolling into some real opponents. So the schedule is conducive to a good start and also some flexibility to work with these quarterbacks. But Dart did some good stuff. He did some bad stuff. 
you can definitely see the potential with him. He's young. He's just not there yet. Now you throw Altmaier out there. You see what he does, what the team looks like with him under center. Uh, I would anticipate it's much better for one because Central Arkansas is not going to be very good. So you can kind of go ahead and you, you're grading this stuff on a curve. But we'll see what he does Saturday. But overall, I'm trying to think if there's anything else in that game. Great crowd. Look, and I wouldn't make too much out of the crowd leaving at the half. That's just that happens. Early in the year, temperatures are hot. Um, and it's not even just an old Miss issue. Like, that's everywhere. And the Grove is is right there. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You, if you have a TV set up, you can go watch that. So, yeah, that's not just an old Miss thing. That's a, that's a college football thing. But a, a really good crowd. Everything seemed to go great for the day. I'm now on the recruiting front real quick, a couple of minutes. You know, here um, in my area, you know, Aiden Williams had another monster game, and I had a chance to talk to um, an opposing coach from Friday for him. Like, it's the same thing I, I hear from people all the time. Like, like that guy is – he's borderline SEC ready now. He's close. Still has to work on his body. Technically, he has to get better at some things. You know, just he has to mature more. But he's close now. And I had somebody put this on the board in terms of Aiden. Hey, is there a chance he could be a five-star kid before he's done? He won't get there because it's just too big a jump to make. But it really doesn't matter. I know he went to a couple of camps, you know, during the spring and several of them with several of these five-star guys. And if you talk to people there, there was no difference. There's no difference. So you're bringing in a talented kid, but he had, I think, right at maybe a couple hundred yards. It was something crazy. Something crazy. Two something, a couple of touchdowns, and he'll do that all year. He'll have a big year. Uh, other guys that had a big Friday night. Um, Sunterine, same thing. He's going to have monster nights all year. You know, I had a chance to talk to the Cunningham kid out of Choctaw County, a, an up-and-coming 10th grader who made the visit to Oxford Saturday. And there were several recruits that were on campus Saturday. I'm sure they had a good time. I've checked with a couple of them since they, they got home. Like Cunningham said, hey, great staff. Enjoy being around those guys. Um, enjoy the atmosphere, you know, things like that. And that's always, always good to hear. Uh, I, I keep seeing Dante Dowdell's name pop up. And look, when I tell you that Ole Miss is going to recruit him hard until signing day, that doesn't mean that he's just ready to flip at a moment's notice. You know, I don't want to mislead you guys on that because I've seen his dad even respond to a few things on Facebook that they are very solid with Oregon here. He is in that level of talent. They're going to do everything they can to still get him in the boat. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's reciprocated either. So we'll see. And that's one of those things that just takes time. You know, let me paint this kind of picture. Like I've had kids before that were leaving the state. And look, I've had this happen for Ole Miss and Mississippi State both. They were leaving the state, had a great senior year, maybe won a state title, something like that. Um, on a personal level, a great experience with their family, you know, those things. And then as they get closer to signing day, they're, they swayed staying home. So things change, just it, just as part of it. Uh, I think that is it for today. Marcel Reed, quarterback commit out of Tennessee, is going to be good all year. Another big win, not his best statistical game Friday night, but I'm liking that fit more and more what he'll bring to the table at Ole Miss. I like that one. Watch and see what he does this year. I like it. We'll see what happens with him. 
All right, guys, that's going to do it for a Monday. I left plenty on the table for tomorrow, so we'll be back to do this again in the morning. Enjoy your Labor Day. Take a break. This is Chris Brooks on the Rebels 247 podcast, 247 Sports Network uh, with Inside the Rebels. Hey, I always appreciate y'all. Talk to you tomorrow.